So the road trip continues tomorrow, uh, followed by Thursday, uh, the Sharks and the Kings. And a little revenge on the mind, hopefully Thursday, to get two points out of the Kings, who played really well, um, you know, against the Stars last time they met. And uh, the Sharks, which have kind of been uh, pests this year. Uh, The Stars beat them on New Year's Eve, but earlier in the year, uh, the Sharks, should I say, came into the AAC and pulled off a victory against the Stars. So it'll be interesting. It's just been such a long road trip, like back and forth and then home. Uh, but, you know, after that, it's some serious home cooking. I mean, we're talking, yeah. as I added up right here, you have the Coyotes, the Sabres, the Hurricanes, the Devils, the Ducks, the Wild, the Lightning, the Bruins, the Wild, the Blue Jackets, and the Blackhawks before then you go back to Vegas on February 25th. That's a good stretch. I mean, you got yeah. to get through the road trip and the stars are doing what they have to on the road, right? Right now they're 14, seven and four away from Dallas. They're, they're already playing with house money. Like, right. Like you want, I think a good NHL team. If you're like a team that is going to be in the playoffs and everything like that, you want to be at the spot where, Hey, you're winning 25 road games. Probably it's, it's probably the rough is probably is probably the rough number. Yeah, that's that's even a bit high. But like stars are on pace for to win. Uh, twenty five is way too high. Apologies for that. You should win about twenty road games if you if you can go if you can win about twenty games, maybe go like twenty sixteen and five, something like that. And the stars are fourteen seven and four on the road right now, and they're playing with house money already. Even if you just play fifty fifty hockey on the road rest of the season, you'll be thrilled with what you've done already. So like I'm. I'm very happy with what this team has done on the road. And then you just continue to turn your own building into a bit of a, we use the word fortress before, but like the stars, they're going to have a heavier uh, home schedule the rest of the second half of the season. You take advantage of that. It's it's, it sets up well. If you're looking at kind of how this conference is going to play out. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great segue. Uh, you mentioned, let's talk about the conference because we are kind of sort of heading in the home stretch now in the West. So as you look at the big picture, who do you think, Sean, um, will struggle to get in? Um, and who do you think some of the teams are that down the stretch you're like, oh, man, I don't want to play them? Obviously, to me, the top of the list is the team is Colorado because as they continue to get healthy, I, I mean, even if they're a wild card team, I don't want to face the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, that's kind of the the thing with Colorado that you kind of hope is it's going to be just a terrible door prize for like there's a potential uh, prize for winning the division, which means you get to play the Avalanche in the first round. And if you're either if you're both Dallas and Winnipeg, if you're both like because um, they're they're the two I think they're going to be jockeying back and forth for the top of the Central the rest of the year, um, you just kind of it would be nice to see Colorado catch fire earlier than later, honestly, just because you'd rather see them kind of jump into that three spot. You, you just don't want to, I don't want to see him in the wild card. Like, cause I don't think, I think the team in the central is going to have actually the best possible scenario is Colorado gets a wild card spot and ends up crossing over to the Pacific. Uh, you're just, cause the avalanche I think are going to get in and, so I see in the West right now, Winnipeg, Dallas, Minnesota, 
on the Pacific, Vegas, Seattle, LA, top three, Edmonton and Calgary are currently in those wild card spots. And then you have the abs. Um, and then after that, to me, there's a big drop off. Like I blues and Nashville technically are probably within point striking distance. And the blues are even tied with the abs on points, but they played three more games. And I just don't see it with the blues or Nashville. Um, I think of the, of the current eight teams in the playoff position, I think seven of them will be in Colorado will replace one of them. The question is, is it going to be, will it be, which of the Pacific teams will drop out? Because I think you're going to get Winnipeg, Dallas, Minnesota, and Colorado will all be in. I think Vegas and Seattle will both be in. Um, and I think, and I think it's really going to come down to a battle of an in season battle of Alberta for that last playoff spot, because I think the, the, the abs are coming, they're going to get in and it's the Pacific's weird, man. Like you look at the teams, like the fact that uh, the initial goalie put in is, is Thompson from Vegas. And not that he's having a bad year, but the fact that he's the best goalie in the Pacific just tells you like Seattle is getting it done with bad goaltending. Mm-hmm. LA is getting it done with bad goaltending. Edmonton, bad goaltending, Calgary, bad goaltending. Like, if I was, if like all of a sudden you look at Colorado and a Colorado team in theory that is locked and loaded and found its groove, if it ends up getting the crossover wildcard spot to play against the Pacific, that could be terrible news because I could see them just ripping through that division. Yeah. Like it's like, we, we talk about the abs and they're like this impending storm just because they are that good. And once they get healthy, they're going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. The other, the other thing to think about is you just mentioned the standings. I mean you could be looking at a situation where, I mean, if you're the stars, would you rather finish first in the central and play Edmonton as the wild card? Or um, would you rather face the wild in a two, three scenario? I'd still, I'd rather play Edmonton. Okay. I, think. I, I mean, I know McDavid's the best player. Because of their the goaltending. Yeah. And I, I know McDavid's the best player in the world. And I know the, um, but to me, um, with Edmonton's goaltending and with I don't really trust their back end that much. I just I think at the end of the day it's contain McDavid and you'll beat the Oilers. I I, I do think that's the true. Not not easier said than done, obviously, but I, yeah. I do I still I still think there's I also think there's a value and I wanna be in that I want to be in that one spot for the second round against Winnipeg because I want that battle of a series to have to go through Dallas. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's such a when you think big picture and think long term. I think I think being at the top of the conference, having the number one spot, I think there's so much value in that, especially when you have these some of these some of these playoff series that are going to be battles the way they're going to be. Um, and just the stars have shown that playing at home is such a benefit for them. And you don't, you want to kind of give yourself every little advantage that you have. Uh, the good thing you look at for Dallas and you don't have the goaltending question. I talked about Vegas and Seattle and LA, right. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know about that goaltending in the playoffs. Like I trust Jay Gottinger in the playoffs. You're yeah. happy with that. If you're Dallas, that you're really happy with that. Uh, I, I think that's the other just, important thing to remember and it's going to be really interesting to see how the west if there's even much movement because it's 
it's a it's a very weird trade market right now. Um, you look at the, the trade deadline coming up, and there's definitely some. Um, but everyone kind of knows who the buyers and the sellers are, and so there's like kind of this weird standoff going, and mm-hmm. and it's kind of created this spot where like I'm, I'm really interested to see what the moves are because you got teams who are kind of in this spot where even the teams that want to tank so or so-called tank they're not bad enough where they're going to be able to tank all the way to get to what columbus is doing i mean like we talk about the Connor bedard sweepstakes right and like columbus and chicago are just sprinting to the bottom yep. better than like it's 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 so it's, it's a very weird space and a very weird trade market normally this time of year we hear about a lot more things but i think just the combination of kind of that clear divide where the cap is how much cap space is is not uh how much cap space is playing a factor just kind of created really like dry distilled trade market that i think um someone from the west like i think uh if you were to take current rosters you'd be pretty happy with any of the teams from the central um I think the teams from the Pacific, I think the team that comes out of the Pacific will be the team that adds that one extra piece, Um, whether it's Seattle finding another top six guy, whether it's LA shoring up a little bit, whether it's Vegas, I think whichever team from the Pacific kind of adds that piece, I think that will be the the kind of in the game of margins will be a big difference. You you mentioned Connor Bedard, and I, I was thinking this, I can't remember an original six team you know, when when I think of like the quote unquote can't miss prospects, you know, with the draft, I think of Sidney yeah. Crosby, I think of Vivechkin, uh, I think of Connor McDavid. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple of others, but you never see them go to original six teams. So it would be fascinating to see Bedard land in an original six market, a massive hockey market uh, like Chicago. I mean that. That would be really interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it was. I'm thinking about this right now. Um, I mean, Yarger. It's been a long. And it's been a long Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's been a long, yeah, but not a like. It's been a long time. Um, like the kind of the hype going into it. I just want to double check something real quick on this. Um, I really can't. I mean, obviously they no, well, they I found mean, the players, main... you know, Pasternak, but Pasternak was yeah. drafted, you know, mid I to know, low but... first round. I mean, well, we got to be fair. Chicago got Patrick Kane number one overall. There you go. Okay, like, like that's like Patrick Kane. Like, but Patrick did he Kane have that had... hype? I mean, I, yeah, I guess if you're uh, number one, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like the next can't yeah. miss. Yes, I think I think Patrick he did not have the Connor Bedard hype. He had the future superstar hype, yeah. and obviously he's had a great career and everything like that. But well, I guess Austin does, Matthews he, would be a candidate too, being Toronto. Yeah, I mean it's it's I think where you're going with this and what's kind of like just as far as I think it's more of a Montreal thing, actually, if anything. Like, you think about, like, Montreal had the number one pick last year, and they took Slavkovsky number one. And Mm -hmm. while Slavkovsky, I think, will be a pretty good player, it's not like he was a generational, like, can't-miss guy. Yes, that's what I mean. These kind of, yeah, like, these kind of generational can't-miss guys that come around. um, It's McDavid, it's 
Bedard is going to be Bedard is legit. Like he's going to be, I just, of all the places for him to end up, I personally, and I know the hockey world will probably disagree with me on this, but like, I would actually love to see him end up in Columbus just from the perspective of, I think it's a hockey market that gets kind of dunked on more often than it should. And it's a team where if you put him and Johnny Goudreau together, oh. all of a sudden you have, and, and you got line A, you have line up a. one time, yeah. right? Like all of a sudden that team is, you're going to the off season and you're a UFA looking at Columbus and you're like, Oh man, there's, there's something here. Like, I think it could really, yeah. it's a, it's a market that's also only ever won one playoff series. Like it's something where I think it would be good for, to add another team into the profile of you need to watch this team. Yeah. So. Yeah. 